Hello, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG actual play and review podcast. I am your host, Steel Stash, and this week we are going to be playing Grimoire. So Grimoire is a game by N. Robinson of The Bardic Inquiry. So I found this game in a discussion on the subreddit r solo role playing which is a great subreddit if you're not part of it go check it out a lot of great discussion on there uh, a lot of it does revolve around iron sworn but you do get some gems like this coming through if you're looking for more of the indie titles and so i reached out to them asked to do the game they sent me a copy and in addition to that they sent me something special for all of you which we will talk about at the end of the episode so, what is Grimoire? It is an authoring solo role-playing game that has you take on the role of a wizard, undertaking magical research. You engage by creating a Grimoire, a tome of magical research. This will be filled with your spells, along with journal entries that describe your wizard's life. By the end of the game, you'll have created an artifact that can be used in other role-playing games. So that's kind of cool. So to begin, you're going to create your wizard. You're going to read the playing the game section, which we will go through. And experienced players are encouraged to make use of the rules reference section at the back of the book. Throughout this book are boxes like the caution below that will provide instructions to help you get started and helpful hints. Caution. A wizard may witness or experience harm, the loss of mental capacities, death, and engage in violent acts. So, it would seem that during your travels, you will end up in situations that could hurt. So, to play, you're going to need a deck of cards, including jokers, a means to record journals and draw glyphs. This can be anything from computer notepad, index cards, podcast, whatever. A reading book of your choice, used to identify words of power for spell creation, and optionally an assortment of die of varying types or a random number generator which will be used to roll various tables throughout the document to support you with creative requirement of the game so first off your wizard first thing you must create is the name for your wizard the name has power which is why some wizards invoke spells in their name a wizard should have a name that inspires feeling in those that hear it demands the subservience from the ley lines, and describes their reputation. So, you can go ahead and roll 2d20 in order to generate your name. We're going to actually do that. Why not? Let us engage with the game. So, 4 and 1. I thought I was going to get a 1 and a 20, and that was going to be amazing. But, nope, got a 4. Uh, this would be a bad roll for anything else. Thank goodness we're just coming up with a name. So four, Burr, one, Lock. Burlock Steel Stash. Sounds more like a barbarian than a wizard. But that is fine. That is cool. I'm just going to go ahead and pop that right up here like this. And move on with our next part of the game. All right. And now we have our title table. 
So we're not going to go with any of the titles listed here. There are some good ones. Star Speaker is awesome. But we are going to go with Steel Stash for our title. And it does say we want to consider how our wizard attained their title. And for that, I mean, obviously our wizard attained it because of his magnificent mustache. So that is how they got their title, as well as their steel resolve and fearlessness in attempting to do anything. Next up, we are going to have values and goals. So values of your wizard describe how they see the world. A single different value is assigned to each of the four suits. So we're going to pick a value for each suit and write the pair down on the first page of your journal. Research locations have suggested values that you may use, or you can roll on the values. All right, so we actually have to come up with four values. Uh, four values, one for each suit. So... What we're going to do is we will roll 4d6 for our various suits. Let's go ahead and get our values aligned right here. And we're going to roll 4d66. And we got a 17, 29, 59, and 51. I apologize for not rolling on here. Apparently, roll 20 doesn't have a d66 dice animation. It's fine. So 17. 17 doesn't exist. So we're going to drop down to 16. And we're just going to say that our value for hearts is balance, which seems very fitting for a heart. 29, we will round up to 31, as that is the closest one. Contribution. For clubs, we got a 59, which we will round up to 61 for loyalty and for spades we got a 51 which is influence so there are our values so like we said different value is assigned to each of the four suits whenever the last prompt has been responded to of a bond or quest set replace the value of the matching suit of the last card with the value that reflects how your wizard responded to that prompt so hopefully that is made more clear once we get into the how to play the game section then we're gonna have some goal that we're trying to achieve via our magical research the completion of this goal marks a positive end to the game and is tracked by the face cards that you may add to by completing spells each time you add to the goal set if the added card is the first card of the set or has a matching suit in the set then your wizard has made progress. You should include a description of how this spell has or will provide progress toward the goal within the relative journal prompts. Once there are three cards with matching suits in the goal, your wizard has found success. The final journal entry should describe how your wizard accomplished their goals. So we do have some suggested goals listed in the research location portion as well as some samples on the sheet, you know, your typical attain immortality, recover lost love, prove to the monarch that I'm worthy, overthrow the current regime, blah, 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 blah. What we're going to do for our goal, our goal is going to be transmutation. Now, the normal wizard would be like, oh... 
How very basic. You're trying to make a philosopher's stone. You just want to be rich. That's not the case here, ladies and gentlemen. What we want to do is be able to transmute our mustache to actual steel. That's right. We don't want to be steel stash in name only. We want an actual steel stash. Moving on to bonds. So wizard is going to make enemies and friends along the way. Maybe the true grimoire was the friends we made along the way. The four most influential and important bonds at the time are tracked using a unique set of prompts assigned to a given playing card suit. Whenever you have an empty suit for a friend or foe, while you were responding to a research location request prompt, a character present in the narrative should fill the empty spot. Friends are assigned to either hearts or diamonds, whereas foes are assigned to spades or clubs. So hearts or diamonds friendly, spades or clubs not. So we're going to start the game with four bonds. To create a bond, write down a name, a sentence that describes who they are in relation to us, assign the bond to a suit, and then select a matching bond prompt set. Samples are listed on the page. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and shuffle our deck. I don't think we're doing anything crazy with the deck. We could use the digital one, but we've gotten used to playing with the physical deck and me showing you all the cards. So we're going to continue to do that. All right. So for our first bond, we have a spade. Outstanding. Starting off strong with a foe. So for the spade bonds, bond prompts that are tied to the spade suit, all gain one wound for your wizard once you respond to the prompt. The final prompt will have you gain three coins and remove that bond. All right, so we have three different options, bully, rival, and nobility. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and go with the nobility since we drew the queen. So already we are starting to get ourselves a crowded first page. So as for how our queen relates to us, early in our career, the queen back when she was a princess had an amulet that we desperately wanted. And at the time, the queen didn't understand what we were doing. We were the court wizard. But as she grew older, she grew to understand what we were trying to do and she felt betrayed by that. So for our uh, for this bond, we will have feelings of betrayal while trying to attain the queen's amulet. By the way, if any of y'all have kids, you, you might recognize that. I'm not saying that's from Princess Sophia, but... Oh no, clubs, another foe, another foe. All right, so our club bonds are we have the thug, the supernatural, and the assassin. We're going to go ahead and roll a D3 just to make the decision for us. And we rolled a three, so that's going to be the assassin. So we need a name for our assassin. Sebastian, the assassin, foe. So we're going to say Sebastian was a childhood friend of the queen. 
who maintained her grudge. All right. Please, please be a good bond. Please be a... Dang it. We got the Ace of Spades. That is awesome. I'm not starting out with any friends on this, am I? Well, that's the price of trying to come up with an awesome mustache. All right. So for the spades, we already have nobility. So bully or rival? Bully or rival? Kind of want a rival. Damn it. I got the bully. That's what happens when you go with your random choices. All right. So bully. We need a bully. Let me go with Teddy. Teddy the bully. Yeah, so Teddy, Teddy doesn't believe in magic and thinks wizards are just nerds. Teddy is going to be that type. Doesn't believe in magic, thinks wizards are nerds, a little outdated, but what are you going to do? Outstanding. Finally got a happy one, a happy one, diamonds. So our diamond bonds, we have an investigator, a donor, and the guilty. So apparently our diamond bond is going to be the guilty. All right, so Mars Vent is going to be the local magical supply owner. And he is friendly to us because we go and spend a lot of money in a shop. We need many of the things that he has. He has all the good rare stuff. So... Marsifant likes us. At the very least, likes our coin. We suspect he likes us as well. All right. So after our bonds, we have our resources. So during the game, you'll be required to manage resources to conduct research and avoid consequences. The world is a dangerous place and magical research is not free. So we have three things to track. Coin, pretty easy. That is our money, which is used to do quests or mitigate encounters wounds which represent physical mental or emotional strain and we can only take three of those or we die so let's go ahead and update this to zero of three it's not good that i have so many foes because each time i run into one that is a wound and then corruptions so magic comes at a price Corruption is a measure of how twisted your wizard's mind and body have become due to exposure to magical energies. Corruptions are recorded as short statements such as scaly skin. And you can only take three corruptions or you die. However, if we know a spell, we can cast that to ignore some or all of the consequences of a journal prompt. If your wizard casts a spell in this way, your wizard will gain one corruption. All right, so we are starting with three coin. Zero wounds, zero corruption. But we also need to make sure that we leave room for writing down what our wounds and corruptions are. All right, so to play the game, our research is humming of the ley lines in hopes of discovering spells that can help us achieve our desires. So we choose from a list of actions to undertake. Each action is facilitated by a different procedure, but all use the same deck of playing cards that sometimes refer to specific tables 
to generate prompt. The game can be played in a single long sitting or small burst over days or weeks. The way you keep record is your choice. However, it is suggested that you have a page to record your resources and bonds in a place that is easily accessible. So to set up the table, ensure all materials are nearby or spread out on the table. Leave play space for when you play cards. Separate the face cards from the rest of the playing deck. Shuffle both decks and draw a face card to play to the table. This will be your first spell. You are now ready to select your first action. And then for ending the game, the game will end when one of the following conditions is met. A prompt says, the end. You take three wounds and acquire another. You take three corruptions and acquire another. There are three cards with matching suits played to the goal. All right, so I am glad I decided to go with my physical deck because we do need to pull out our face cards. All right, so for prompt responses, a prompt begins with a statement of what has occurred and is followed by a series of questions for you to respond to. Not every prompt has a consequence, but if it does, it will be listed. Consequences will demand action by indicating when you gain or remove a resource or alter the game in some way. When responding, it is important to consider the following. Our goal, our quest, previous events or consequences, consequences of the prompt, spells that we have discovered, any bonds that are involved, and anything else that may provide context or detail. This game is designed to support you with exploring the personality of a wizard while you create new spells. You can direct the narrative in any way you'd like, as long as you abide by the constraints of the resources the wizard has. For actions, we can select one of the following actions. When we select an action, follow the procedure for that action. A turn is considered over once you have finished the procedure. You can then select another action to continue the game. So for actions, we have consort. You take to the world outside of your study to hopefully meet with a friend. However, you are just as likely to run into a foe. Discover. You purchase, happen upon, or uncover a magical artifact. Perhaps it was lost beneath the extraordinary piles of wizard stuff in your study. Heal. You're wounded and require aid, so you purchase healing services or materials. Perform. You are desperate for coins, so you take on menial work. And quest. You venture out into the world to support your studies on a spell. Research. Conduct research into the humming of the ley lines with the hopes to translate a new spell. So for the Jokers, all right, the black and red Jokers represent the game-ending past that your wizard will experience. The chances of these inc occurring increases as the game progresses. The consequences of these prompts cannot be avoided with spells and must be confronted. When a Joker is drawn from any action, refer to the corresponding Joker prompt tables for the color of Joker that has been drawn. Each table has branching paths. You will be locked into one depending on the conditions the first time you draw that particular joker color. If you meet the conditions for both, choose one. Once the prompt has been noted down, shuffle the joker in and draw a new card to use with the action you have chosen for your wizard. Use the joker prompt that was noted to inspire and add context to your prompt response. All right. 
Creating spells. A spell in Grimoire is represented by a series of cards that is called a set, a series of words, an offering, and a glyph. A set begins when a face card is played to the table when you discover. You craft your spells as you add cards to the set. When you research or quest, every card will shape the glyph of the spell, but only three cards will shape the spell itself. So for face cards, determines how many spell points are required. The first number card determines the words of power, and the last number card determines which value of your wizard is used as a lens to interpret the words of power. So once the value of each card is set, sums to the required number of spell points, as per the table below, the spell is considered complete. And aces count as one. If a set would ever exceed the number of spell points required, discard all cards in that set. You have failed to comprehend the humming of the ley lines. Good night. That is... That is painful. All right. And so with that, as we complete our spells, we are going to need words of power and we're going to need a glyph. There are tables for all of this. And then the rest of the book appears to be all of our prompts for everything. So this one's going to be a little tricky to display. Apparently we need to keep cards up. I will figure something out. We will probably just be writing out what the card is on the screen for y'all. So, diving into the game, we are going to have to start a set. We need to learn some spells. So, we're going to attempt to discover. Leaving our tower, we are going to wander out to the library. And upon getting to the library, we are going to pay our library fees, which is a painful, painful two coins. And we are going to pour over some of the ancient tomes that the kingdom has collected. And as we do that, we are going to get the Queen of Hearts. So our first set is going to be the Queen of Hearts. So now that we have the Queen of Hearts, we have discovered a new spell. So the glyph for this is going to be a diamond shape. All right, so we're going to start off with a diamond shape. That is the first thing that we have discovered. So next we are going to... Next we're going to go and quest. We're going to try to find something to help our... Help our spell studies go because we did pull a queen. So we do need 12 points in order to make this spell work. So we are going to venture out into the world. We're going to go into the mines. After all, it is fortuitous that we want to work on transmutation. And the first sigil is a diamond shape. That is, that is quite fortuitous. That is almost a sign from the gods that we are on the right path. So we are going to pay our last coin to the minekeeper. And... We are going to draw three cards, select one, and discard the remaining two. Respond to each quest prompt generated by the cards in that spell from left to right. If you responded to all props for, or prompts for a particular card, discard that card 
If that card was the face card, discard the set after responding to the remaining prompts. You may find it helpful to write down the prompts in your journal as headings to help you weave it into your narrative. All right, so we're gonna draw three cards. Oh no, oh no, right off the bat, right off the bat. Right off the bat, we got the Red Joker. The Red Joker table. So this is the first time that we've received a Joker, so we have to go with the Joker 1 prompt, which is the old age path. So we are now on the old age path. Old age becomes a permanent wound if you have no existing wounds. What were you doing when you realized that you were old? Mm, as I start going into these mines... I bend down to cross the threshold after paying my gold piece and I just feel the pain in my back. I can't even stand up straight and I, I can't stand up straight because of the pain, because of the height. I try taking a couple steps and it's just not working. It is not working and I am unfortunately have to limp my way back out and again, I can, I cannot I continue to not be able to stand up straight and I feel all the years. I feel all the attempts of my youth of everything just compounding upon me and I feel all of that pain. Now the Joker is going to get shuffled back into the deck. Which is beneficial because as I was checking to, as I was checking to see if the other Joker was colored or not, it was two cards away. I almost got both. That would not have been great. So we got to shuffle our deck up again and draw one card to replace the Joker so we can continue on with our path. All right, cool, 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 cool. So we're going to draw three cards. We're going to select one and we're going to discard the remaining two. So I need to make 12 points. I got 10, seven, three. So the problem is if I use the 10, I am gonna have to get a two. If I use the three, I will need either a nine or multiple cards. Same thing with the seven. With the seven, I will need five or multiple cards. We're gonna go ahead and take the seven though. And then we're gonna take these other cards and put them in our discard pile. Now we're gonna to respond to the quest prompt generated by the cards in that spell from left to right. So we quested. All right, so quest seven. Oh, 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 I get this now. I get this now. So each, each quest has three prompts. So if you roll through all of your prompts, then you have to discard that card afterwards. So this might be a little more tricky than we thought, but maybe so, like I'm so content with the seven. But yeah, so... 7-1 is a crazed wizard demanded a duel from you. Who were they? Why did they wish to duel you? Gain one wound. That is just like Sebastian. 
that is just like Sebastian, I am trying to find something in the mine and I feel all of my old age upon me and he comes popping out demanding duels and satisfaction and and it's like dude it was years ago yeah the queen hasn't forgiven me but i'm able to scare him off but he does he does manage to score a hit and i'm just i'm not happy i'm not happy on top of all of that i am also broke so that means that i have to perform i'm gonna have to get a job like a normal job. I got the nine of spades. So if the suit drawn matches the last card added to a spell, discard all matching cards. Otherwise, only discard the drawn card. Awesome. So I gain one coin. So I gain one coin, which I'm going to immediately spend on my next quest. Unfortunately, I know my discard pile. Uh, I could either take from my discard pile at the risk of removing everything else from the game. Or I can draw three cards. So I'm going to draw three cards because they have nothing that will make 12. Ha ha! I got my five. I got my five. Mm. One thing we forgot to do. One thing we forgot to do was our words of power. Because our first card was going to determine our words of power. Oh, okay. Which is why we needed a random book. Because we will draw our words of power from the book. You're going to flip to a random page and look for a number of words in a sentence equal to the rank of the card pulled to play the set. And we're going to write those down. So that's how we're going to determine our words of power. So the problem is I'm a digital reader. I do have quite a collection in my office. A lot of them are military history related, but we are going to go with the Dragon Riders of Pern by Anne McCaffrey, which is an amazing series if you haven't read it. So flipping to a random page and we need to find seven words that form a sentence. Haha, <laughs> here we go. So our words of power will be the heat will harden it, Ranmoth said, which again, very apropos as we are trying to transmute our mustache into steel. Damn, I really want to read this series again. All right, so that is going to be our words of power. And the last number is going to determine which value of your wizard is used as a lens to interpret the words. All right, so this means that we are going to rearrange the words of power and we can remove words until we are satisfied with the meaning of the spell, then write it down and create a name. So the name for this we will call Create Metal. With the words of power, the heat will harden it. And now we will complete our glyph. So... For the seven, we're going to have spikes at the vertices. And the five is going to give us a crisscross. That's how we're going to get our heat metal. And that is also going to complete one of our goal sets, which we need three goal sets in order to achieve our goal. So 
That is, that is good. We're making our way there. Next, what you do is you keep the face card, you discard the other two, and then you move on with your life. So again, I'm going to have to perform because I have nothing else I can do. I am broke. I'm going to have to perform twice. Luckily, I have no negative actions for perform. So I'm going to gain one coin. I'm going to gain two coins. Let's go ahead and perform a third time. Three coins because I need to discover once again. And I'm going to get the king of clubs. I keep drawing high cards. That is amazing it's gonna make this so much fun so next up we have the king of clubs which is going to have a spell point value of 13 awesome now we're gonna go a questing we're gonna go a questing to see what we can do about that and we got ace two three good for poker bad for this we're gonna take the three of diamonds and we're going to see what our prompt is. All right. So quest three of diamonds. So three of diamonds, one, a shining fog engulfed the road. How is it toxic to the denizens of the city? It's a mild irritant, a mild cough. Unfortunately, I'm old. I'm old. I'm so old. This is no pleasant event. So very old. I take a wound. I'm broke. I'm broke. I have a cough. This is this is not great. Luckily, we're going to go ahead and do some research because somebody reminded me that research was free. Unfortunately, I only have one of two things I can do. I can play the card to the spell set or I can gain a corruption and discard the card and I got to respond to the prompt. So, luckily, I have to get a 13. There is no card that will make me bust. But I do get the 8 of diamonds. So, we're going to play we're going to play that. And for research, a wizard boasted in your study. Who are they? What did they reveal about your research? It was some it was some minor wizard from someplace far away that nobody really cares about, but they think that they're important. They are a distraction at this point. This is not they haven't revealed anything. They're like, eh, look, you made fire. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I know. I didn't just create fire. I created a way to create metal. Alright? I'm not making fire. I'm turning rock into ore into metal in front of your eyes. So, put some respect on the name. Shush. Get out of here. I do not want to risk some research again because I am super close to 13. I am at 11. I am at 11 right now. I need a 2. Only a 2 will save me. I'm going to perform. Luckily, I got a 6. That gives me one coin, which allows me to... Go a question, go a question. Red Joker again. Red Joker again. So, continuing down our path of old age. The years pressed on and your bones begin to ache. How is that affecting your research? Look, it's not pleasant, I'll tell you that. Just standing over these, standing over these desks, not great. Not great leaning over this. And then when you have your little boastful dudes coming up, 
with their springy young legs talking about how, oh, grandpa made fire. No, again, it's create, get out of here. I am, I need a nap and you were not helping. So that's going to go back in the deck. We're going to shuffle this all up. Hopefully I pull a two because things are not looking good for the home team if I don't. So I get to pull one additional card and that is a five outstanding. So I got it. Oh, I do have an ace. So I got ace four, five. Oh, shoot. And then I forgot to play these. So I'm sorry before I can even wait. I have a two in my discard. I have a two in my discard, which is a very dangerous thing to do because all these cards now get removed from the game. They are no longer in the discard pile. They are now removed from the game. That was super dangerous, super dumb. I should not have done it. But I have completed my next spell. Yep, we're going to call it complete. So it is a pentagon. All right, so we have a pentagon for the king. The three is going to give us a star. So yay. And the two is going to give us straight. I don't know what that means. All right, straight star. There we go. Whatever. That looks good. Cool. We do need our words of power, so I need I need to make a three-word sentence from this page. And we're going to go with Harper's Feared Few. And we're going to go ahead and call this spell Liquid Courage. So, Liquid Courage, when said over a drink, it will increase, or it will decrease, it will prevent your ability to be scared. It will prevent your ability to be scared. Because after all, Harpers, known for their rough-and-tumble lives in the taverns trying to make a coin, have very little, uh, have very few fears. There is very, there are very few that the Harper fears, and the thing the Harper fears most of all is a dry cup. So that gives me two out of my three transmutation goals. I did take a big, I did take a big risk to complete that last set by discarding half of my deck. As you saw, I got the Red Joker twice, and I am not anticipating the rest of this going well for me, uh, especially as I already have two wounds, and I was supposed to take another wound because of going through those cards. So I was at three wounds. I was going to have to do some more performances just to heal, just to get my wounds down, and yeah, no, it was not looking good for Burlak Steel Stash. He unfortunately had to abandon his dreams and lock himself in his tower for his remaining years scarred in pain and in shame as the queen and her childhood friend slash assassin continue to harass him in his twilight unfortunately he just there was just nothing that could help him out he never could get or he never could quite get it together. Did he bring it upon himself? Probably. Are we still going to feel sorry for him? Definitely. So that is Grimoire. So this was definitely a uh, that was definitely a fun little game. Uh, it was a little confusing at first. Once you get into it, once you get into it, it will all start to fall in place. The problem of trying to blind react and seem like I know what I'm talking about while playing through something the first time. It's fine. It's cool. We got through it. We jacked up a little bit, but I don't think we jacked up too badly. But we got through it. 
For example, one of the things we messed up, pretty sure that it was you were supposed to assign a bond per suit. And I drew my I drew my bonds from random, which is how I ended up with three foes and only one friend. And it was feeling very lonely out there. Uh, I could not go consort and attempt to get help from my friends because I had no friends to get help from. But at the end of the day, fun little game, uh, fun little way to build out a build out a spell book, even just for fun, even just a little thing. Some very minor tweaks, and this would definitely be something that you can play with your kids, like especially at a young age when they still have all that wizard imagination to them. You know, I accidentally like I accidentally made Burlack into the wizard from Sophia the First. So you can see how easy it would be to translate it into something that you could play with your kids like that. Even for yourself. Even for yourself, it does have a fun backdrop to it. It does have some some fun utilities to it. Look, work with your DM, and if they will let you play this as like a mini game in order to gain a new spell, that also might be something. You know, you're just gonna have to work on the consequences. Off the top of my head, I didn't I didn't see any conversions in there, but if you were gonna use this for like character help for D and D five E off the top of my head. I would say that I would say that if you lost due to corruption, you picked up a curse. I'm not sure what the curse would be. Obviously we wouldn't want it to be super harsh, but at the same time, it can't be super mellow because you are trying to get a new spell and you know, maybe the, maybe the outcome or maybe the harshness of that curse depends on what level spell you're trying to pick up. You know, if it's a cantrip, you might just not be able to, like, you might just be at half spell slots for a day. But if it is a high-level spell, like a 7, 8, or 9, you know, maybe you lose half of your level 9 spell slots permanently. I don't know. These are things to talk with your DM about if you want to try to do it as, like, a mini game, Or, like I said, just play alone. Create yourself a wizard. Go find some spells. Go help save the world or save yourself. Who knows? The world is your oyster. Why? Because you're a wizard and you have a spell book. And that's just always awesome. So definitely check out this game. It is currently on itch. You can find it at the bardicinquiry.itch.io slash wimwar. The link will be down below. And... For that super exciting news, like I said, I reached out to the creator of this game when I ran across them on Reddit, and they were so excited about having a chance to work with me that they have offered you, my dear listener, a 40% discount on this game and its sequel, Cracked Earth, which just recently came out. So the code for the discount is listed down below. Go use that code. Get yourself 40% off of Grimoire and Cracked Earth. Full price for Grimoire is $6.99. Cracked Earth is about $5. But again, you, because you're listening to me when this comes out, will get it for 40% off. I'm not going to do the math for you. You guys can do your own math. Or you can go type the discount code in and or follow the link for the discount and see what it's going to be.
Either way, go check them out. Let them know that Steel Stash sent you. Please, if you enjoyed this, like, comment, subscribe, that whole bit. I'm still looking for reviews on iTunes. Only got the one from my buddy Devin. Looking forward to some more from all of y'all. And if you want to help us improve, if you want to help us like afford an editor or get some of the more high-profile expensive games, then we do have a Patreon. Link for that is down below. Thank you. I love y'all. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Thank you so much.